about Wolfman's nards. They can put the flux in your capacitor. They know the secret of the ooze. If you like toys from the future and movies from the past, good. Because Frankie and Jim make a podcast. Welcome to Frankie and Jim Make a Podcast. I'm Jim. I'm Frankie. This is a podcast. How have you been, sir? Um, been been pretty good. It's been a crazy week, but you know, getting yeah. through it. But uh, yeah. how about you? How have you been? Uh, you know, it's been a weird like time since the last time we recorded a pod. There was a unfortunate loss in family, and there were things that happened, and it was kind of crazy. So, um, but. Like, things are fine now, I guess. I'm getting vaccinated, apparently, which is, uh, I guess, we can be hopeful about. That I hope. I am I keep joking that I'm going to, like, have a little pop-up that appears above my head that says, new hardware detected, drivers installing. <laughs> like, as soon as they <laughs> shove the needle in my arm. <laughs> like, it's like, boom, USB plug installed. But, um, and I don't mean that like as sort of some weird conspiracy theory, like I'm going to believe the 5G is inside my DNA now. I just mean more that like, it's, it's been a long time waiting I mean, for something to happen. And now I'm like, it's almost feels like a mundane operating system update, but I'm also sort of afraid of it because when you get a mundane operating system update, sometimes you reboot and then nothing works. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, wouldn't it be better to have the 5G in your bloodstream? Cause you'll always have great cell reception then. I will, in theory, you would only have great cell reception in those places that have excellent 5G coverage. <laughs> like, and the rest of the time, you would be constantly but pulling for 5G service such that your you, battery would wear down and you'd be but constantly But you are exhausted. the 5G coverage. That's the point. Ah, I see. Okay. So this is like a, a Matrix style, there is no spoon kind of thing. There exactly. is no 5G. You are the 5G. Yeah, you yeah. are the 5G. Yeah, um, I said I can't remember who I said it to the other day, but I I sent a message to a friend, and I told them not to worry because I said, believe me, like you'll you'll find the answer. It's inside of you. It's like the Schwartz, <laughs> like it's just forget the ring when you the proper the answer will be revealed to you at the proper time. So just consider the entire conundrum a, a fortune cookie that you are not ready to open yet. <laughs> right? Like, and I think this is a good way to try and deal with life is. Eventually, you will need to open the fortune cookie, but right now, just leave it in the glove box. <laughs> like, exactly. Just, just leave it in the glove box. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, how have you been? Uh, other than the crazy week, it's just, you know, it's been, it's been pretty chill afterwards, I guess. I don't know. Not a lot going on. I opened a crap ton of Ninja Turtles. That took three days. Um... And that's about <laughs> it. It. Took, it took three days to open or three days to position appropriately and secure in place. Um, all of the above. A total <laughs> okay. three days for opening, securing, and posing. Gotcha. Yeah, I started on a Sunday and then finished on like Wednesday morning. So who did you open and what did you add to the collection? Oh, crap. I opened a ton of stuff. Toka, Razar, Super Shredder. Four seven inch movie turtles. Um, uh, three, uh, four Eastman and Laird posable collectible turtles that just came out from Entertainment Earth, gotcha. Metalhead, Krang, 
the triceratons and most the, of these are NECA though, right? That's like what the deal is. They're most yeah, the turtles. Eastman and Lairds are the only playmates I have up right now, and the Ghostbuster, uh, the Ghostbuster Ninja Turtles. Gotcha. Other yeah, than that, I, everything else is NECA. I have no. I don't. I was thinking about this the other day that I don't think I have any Ninja Turtle stuff in my house at this point. Just don't for like a T-shirt, but just yeah. Don't. I mean, what's funny? Like I, I think Ninja Turtles is an interesting like. I, I liked the cartoon and stuff as a kid, but um, it was way more my brother's thing. You know, like that was his, it was his toy line. And so I can remember like most of the original Playmates figures like Genghis Khan and like, you know, like not the original ones, but like the, the later wave ones that are like Usagi Ojimbo and, uh, you know, whatever. But um, it's kind of weird. Like I look at turtles now and I'm like, this is such a, it's still the same property, but it's changed so much. And I fell down a rabbit hole recently, like looking at a wiki because I guess spoilers, there's some versions of the story where splinter gets killed. <laughs> and, and I was like, wait, what? Well, the, the, this- I mean, so there's um, currently the big popular thing right now is the last Ronin. Okay. And, and, it, and it follows the very last Ninja turtle. Cause everyone else was killed. I see. And so he's basically going on a on a murder spree to avenge his brothers. This is like in the comic books? Or yeah, like this, in... is a, this is a comic book right now. Oh, I meant like in the animated series. Like I've, like, oh. my, I've read some like wiki article that was like, this is like Splinter gets killed. And I was like, they killed Splinter in a cartoon? Like when did that happen? Like that seems so dark. Like, just, it did really, they really does. Did they really do that? And I was just like, I don't know. I didn't figure it out. I got too busy with work again. But in one of my, like, I need to take 10 minutes from uh, smacking my head into a wall. I, I, <laughs> moments. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I watched the cartoon growing up. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I think I, I switched I don't think to was, Power Rangers at some point. <laughs> I don't think it was the original cartoon. I think it was like some like Nickelodeon version of the cartoon, which made it even weirder that I was oh, just I like, I love the Nickelodeon version. Like the, but that's the, where um, I was like, do they kill splinter in that? That seems so harsh. Like I, don't, I don't know. I never um, finished that series. I probably just should. for, for listeners out there. This is a, obviously the most informed turtle podcast on the internet. This is also officially now a turtle podcast. I just made that. Sweet. <laughs> that's yeah, whatever. Um, I'm, we'll I'm just talking about snapping turtles and feeding them. I'm going to talk about turtle pudding pies. That's what I'm going to talk about. Oh, those I want are those so back. gross. I still want those back. We're going to disagree about this forever. I think those are amazing, and I want them back. Those, and I want wrestling cookie bars back. I'll so, take the cookie bars. Wrestling cookie... What would you say? I'm sorry. I, couldn't I, said, I, I said, I'll take the cookie bars. I'm apparently breaking things over here now, too. Yeah, you're having a party. Um, it's a good time. This is what happens when your blood sugar gets low because you haven't had Ninja Turtle pudding pies this is and what happens WWE when you party cookie naked. bars. When you're naked? Is that what you I said? said? This is what happens when you party naked. No, geez. No, that's definitely not a thing I'm doing. Um, I'm not partying naked or podcasting naked. Although I have to say that like Jason Reitman was on a uh, he was on an Instagram live the other night with someone who draws like they, she draws a weird cartoon of you as a portrait while interviewing you and asking you questions about you and your life. And you have to be blindfolded while she does it. So that's a thing. Uh, and he was on it, like with like 80 Quarantine people watching. makes people weird. Yeah, it does. And so I watched this artist cartoonist, this Instagram cartoonist, draw and interview Jason Reitman. And she asked him, like, who who is a, the person or the celebrity that you would most want to meet. And his answer was 
podcasters. And then like his explanation was that like he basically said that you have a really intimate relationship with podcasters and that he started naming off like the different podcasts of the, that he's never met the hosts of. And then he and the host who was drawing him agreed that part of the reason that that's true is because like they're with you all the time. Like even like when you go to the bathroom <laughs> and I was just like, this is, this is actually probably true for most people who listen to podcasts that they're like, I have actually listened to people I respect while I poop. <laughs> like, and then I was just like, we well, can talk about this on the podcast and that's a very meta conversation for somebody well, who might that, be listening and pooping right now. It's that like theory of that doing television is better than doing movies because movies are a momentary, um, a momentary mm-hmm. like activity. Whereas TV is always with you. You have to allow yeah. that into your house. Right. So the idea is that actors fare better on TV cause you're there in your house all the time. Mm hmm. And that's it's and the it's same thing like, with podcasting, you know, podcasters are with you in your pocket all the time. Agreed. Right. And so it's, and it's kind of like old school talk radio and people would like tune in at a schedule, but it just, I thought it was a funny thing that sort of that here was like this director of this movie that everybody's waiting to like see. Right. And that many people respect Jason if Reitman for his other films. Right. Like <laughs> this is the funniest part is they're not reading the comments as they're doing the Instagram live. Right. And so he says, what's in the comments right now? And she's like, oh, you know, the typical things, people doing plugs, because she's not really looking to see what's in the comments much. And then he goes, "I." he's a blindfold on. And he just goes, I'm willing to bet it's nothing but people asking when the Ghostbusters trailer is coming out. And she's like, actually, that's all it is. Right. <laughs> and it's it's all it was was people being like, when is the trailer? When is the trailer? When is the trailer? And then like three people being shut up and asked, why are you asking about this trailer? Like who don't care about Ghostbusters but follow this artist all the time who are just like, what is wrong with these people? <laughs> and it was like this strange Venn diagram of artist community, Instagram community, uh, pop celebrity, and hardcore Ghostbusters phantom <laughs> that just like showed up at once out of 80 people in a cross section on Instagram live. I mean, and let's just be weird. fair. <laughs> We're never getting that trailer, so it's fine. I think they're just gonna release the movie and just pull a wool pull the wool over our eyes. Like just there'll be no trailer and just yeah. poof the movie's out. <laughs> and whenever you know, whenever they decide to shoot and finish the movie, then <laughs> you know, then it will come out and it'll be great. The movie's done, but we no, don't know when it's coming. And that's we what have we subconsciously say. created this. We have we have formed it like <laughs> the hex prison that Wanda creates. Okay. We as the Ghostbusters have formed this like hex where the Ghostbusters movie exists and that's this what is, we're living in I, right now. That part I'm not no, it look this is the reality. If the Ghostbusters fandom had formed the hex, and we're gonna talk about WandaVision in a minute, but if if the Ghostbusters had formed the hex, the movie would have not even come out because ghostbusting would have become real. <laughs> like we no. all of our props would suddenly work. We'd we're all not, have containment units. We're like, not that strong of, of <laughs> we're not that strong of a unit yet to, to actually purge it into into from our brains into a reality. But we can purge a trailer from our brains to form some kind of <laughs> metaphysical object that like doesn't exist really, but we think it does because we've all had the same fucking uh, fever dream. Yeah. That's all this is. That's all the Ghostbuster trailer is, was the pre-coronavirus fever dream. 
<laughs> we all have the same pre-coronavirus fever dream, so. I think that I, I what I'm going to say about this movie is the last thing we're going. I want to say about it. I think for this week because otherwise we will spend every week being like the movie's still not out. <laughs> like, but. Uh, I don't know that it's a good thing that um that there's images circulating on the internet. Uh, I think it might have been Circle City Ghostbusters who posted it, and I've definitely seen it posted in several places that apparently grocery stores have received notices that they should not expect to receive Ghostbusters Twinkies, at least at this time. It just says, the notice they have and that's been photographed says that the product has been canceled and that they should use the, the shelf space that they've been given, the cardboard display that has the Ghostbusters logo on it, to display like other limited time offerings like the Valentine's Day cakes and stuff. So um, hopefully that just means that they're going to postpone those Twinkies. But if you're out there listening and you're the kind of person who collects cardboard displays and advertising crap, yeah, that's a product that just didn't get released, but it's cardboard display did. So check your local grocer's dumpster. <laughs> that's my advice <laughs> like because See, I, you I, might find it out there i'm <laughs> like, more agitated that the fast and furious uh fast and furious 9 movie got pushed back than ghostbusters i just think i think ghostbusters doesn't exist i know fast and furious does it'll always exist <laughs> i firmly believe that ghostbusters exists because i have seen the exasperation on jason reitman's face when he is asked about this movie. Like, that is oh, why I, I think it's really done. I've seen any, it. <laughs> you know, we have all met him in some capacity or another. Um, and, yeah, I, I think we also manifested him. And he's a part of our Ghostbusters subconscious. And this is why he's so exasperated about answering these questions, because he's like, they just don't know that there's no movie. But I can't be like the bad guy and say that there's no movie. But you know, they all birthed this out of their out of their soul. <laughs> their collective mindstone gave birth to this Ghostbuster trailer. Well, again, I think I, I'm gonna double down on the idea that if that was true, the the containment unit would be blowing up every single day <laughs> in every town in America. Has an R. It really has. You know. I mean, kind of. <laughs> but but, you know, I don't know. I think there's in some senses, yes, but I meant more in the ghost busting sense, so I don't know. I did I did get a chance to watch all of WandaVision. I know they think that you're one episode behind me. So yeah, I'm gonna we, so we're recording we this. We won't talk about how it ends, but we're recording we'll this on a Friday. It's four oh six PM. So by the time yes. that you guys hear this, it will be March, you know, whatever, seven days from here, twelfth. So welcome to March twelfth in the future. Um, yeah. So I have seen by this time I have seen WandaVision, but at this current moment, as I am speaking these words, uh, and the I'm, current time coordinates. Yes, and this current timeline in this multiverse, this Frankie has not seen it yet. He's watching it tonight. Yeah. In the other yeah. multiverse where you're listening to this, I've already seen it, and it was fantastic or bad. I had to watch it. In, uh, and this is what all I will tell you about watching it is that I watched it in the lowest resolution available on Disney Plus because attempting to load it in anything else 
just cause the server to be like, everyone is trying to watch this right now. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I yeah, just have a shit fit. That's why so I feel I just, like... It's like, that's it. We're just going to drop our settings to standard def and learn about and get our story as opposed to our highest quality viewing experience. So... Yeah, I mean, I feel like tonight everybody's already seen it. They're, they're going to be going through it from the beginning again or watching Age of Ultron. So Yeah. So I, yeah. I feel safe tonight. I'm going to make some popcorn, put that popcorn in my Age of Ultron popcorn bucket, get I very metal with friend, my snacks. I talked to a friend this week who uh, told me that they were really enjoying WandaVision, but that they were really confused by it, and then they decided to go back and watch Age of Ultron. And they realized this is a person who watched all of the Marvel movies like consecutively during the pandemic, right? So they were not really necessarily averse or aware of uh, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe prior to being stuck in the house for freaking 12 months. So they processed the MCU in order of release, like one after another after another that's over the, the span of like, right? Like, but that's how they did it. That's unfortunate. And they then. Then they watched, um, you know. Then they watched what you would the Wandavision, right? So, when they watched Wandavision, they were really confused about some things about Vision, and they were like, "I don't understand what's going on." And then they went back to go watch Age of Ultron to like get a refresher, and they realized that they had fallen asleep and paused the Age of Ultron right after Nick Fury shows up at the barn. <laughs> like, and oh, it's lovely! Like, like so, you know, like. It's just before Vision's even born. Like, yeah. It's like before there's even like the fight with Thor being like, I'm going to use my lightning bolt and bring this thing to life and make a robot man. Right? Like the really important part of this story. So he's like telling me this and I was like, please tell me you sat down and watched. He's like, oh yeah, no, I sat down and watched the rest of it. And I was like, okay, good. Because I imagine that show is probably pretty confusing otherwise. Like. Yeah, I mean, what's a well, what's a mindstone? <laughs> well, I mean, did he stop after Age of Ultron? I feel once you watch Civil War and then all the rest of them, like you get a pretty good concept, yeah. especially uh, get, Infinity War. Sure, you get a concept that the mindstone is in his head, but you don't really know. Like, no, you get you get their love story in Infinity War. Oh no, I get that. What I'm saying is that if you're following the existential, I like what is what is this thing that's inside the bubble, right? Like. Is it really vision? Is it not really vision? What is it? Right? Like it's <laughs> so like and without spoiling things, if you're watching the show and you're like, we know the Mind Stone was destroyed and we know the Mind Stone is basically a powered vision, but mm, how is this working? Right? Like, and that was part of what his challenge was. Is he was like, well, I know it got wrecked. And I saw it in that movie, but how did he get it in the first place? <laughs> he had no oh, idea. How did he get it in the first? Okay, I get that. Part. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Part, he was man. just, he was just like had no clue how he got it. Like, so, yeah. Um, I thought that was really funny. It's <laughs> just like, wow, that's a really vital piece of information to walk into that show, lacking, because that's kind of important. Um, I like watching I, the MCU, um, like timeline order. Yeah. So, like, what irritates me now is that I'll have to watch, you know, what, five hours of WandaVision before I get to Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Is that where this fits in? Yeah, this fits in right after um, Endgame. Okay. So you don't get, like, you don't get, like, to Far From Home without going into, without going through WandaVision first. 
I thought there was I didn't think it was right after Endgame because I thought that there's a character who is in this show who's been snapped away and then brought back and I thought that the show said that like it was like three years later or something. No, maybe no, no, I no, just it was three weeks. That. I don't know. Oh, well, right. so so essentially so, so essentially for that person, I mean it's all been five years, right? Between the mm-hmm. snap and whenever right. he comes back. But between the hex going up, yeah, and um, yeah, I guess I didn't process that. Between the hex going up and people returning, I mean, Wanda pretty much it's it's, it's weeks. Wanda goes from like returning to the Wakanda forest, no one right. there. Maybe Black Panthers, you know, chilling, right? Yeah, they go, they fight at, at the end of the uh, end game. Spoiler alert: they fight. She goes to find out where Vision is, and they're trying to bring him back online. Like they've been trying that for the past five years, right? And but that's been weeks for her. Like his death is only right. weeks old, but everybody else is like, "Oh yeah, he died like five years ago." But this is my thing. I didn't think. I mean, I I I guess I don't remember her getting snapped out. Yeah, the, the I don't know why. In, uh, like, Infinity War. I remember her like her big like you took everything from me moment. Uh, where she like beats the shit out of Thanos, and then he's like Rain Fire, <laughs> like and freaks out. Rain of but Fire was a good movie. I don't remember the part where she gets snapped away for some reason. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's pretty much after after he snaps, like you know, Black Panther fades away, a couple other people fade away, and then she's huddled over Vision, crying, and she snaps away. And... Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't. I don't know why I don't remember that, but because you're crying, it's so. okay. No, tears in I your definitely eyes. Was not, you I was not crying you. at the end of that movie. I know where I was. I was sitting in like the second row of a movie theater by myself, uh, watching that movie after had two Imperial Stouts at the bar by the movie theater and like watched the movie and watched it from way too close with like the entire theater behind me and just was like I don't really like this <laughs> and I just got to the end of the movie and was like I didn't really enjoy this this did not help <laughs> and then just kind of left the theater so but I didn't cry I just was like I didn't really enjoy that so I don't know that's why I'm glad that WandaVision is better because I actually do enjoy it. Because I, by the end of the uh, Avengers movies, I kind of was like, ah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it's 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 fine. We all can't be right all the time, so you know, it's okay. No, it's fine. Like I think you know, just the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a triumph of cinematography. For oh, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I just mean that the every Avengers movie is perfect. Arc the end of the Avengers arc does not resonate with me as a person. <laughs> like it's just well, not. I, I don't think it's an, it's the end of a of like their group's arc, per se. It's just everybody gets their gets their everybody gets their their redemption ending, is if you say like, Cap gets his, you know, because he's feeling guilty about keeping the secret from Tony about Bucky, and so he finally gets to wield uh thor's hammer and fucking like that proves that he's worthy so you know he gets he gets his arc there thor you know when he catches his hammer he's like i'm still worthy tony makes a sacrifice instead of like cutting the cord you know 
Like yeah, yeah, all no, that I mean, stuff I guess pulled from other movies. Like just wraps that's it up what nice I mean, in a bow. Is I I felt I felt like watching that movie, that like when when I re- like as I watched the movie, I was just like, oh, it's the guy who would never lay down for a, on a wire. Oh, <laughs> and that was that was my take on it was. Wow, you're going to tie up all the strings you laid out for me like a magician and make it into a rabbit now. <laughs> it was just like I that was my viewpoint on it was that I got I kind of went, "Okay, so you're going to do the predictable thing." And that was kind of why I didn't Yeah, I Yeah, but sometimes kind of the predictable I, things I the the true way it. to like end something, you know? It's just I guess. What else would you have done? Like Tony Stark lives? Like that's not That would have made I mean, that would have made I everything that would have made no no no. That would have made everything pointless. Every movie they no, made. it just it would have made would it it would not have made everything pointless if the franchise is not about that particular moment and this back and forth dynamic between Captain America, the greatest patriot, and Tony Stark, the greatest capitalist. But I mean, <laughs> right? like, but, it's but just even like then if you if okay. you <laughs> even then if you just take away, I mean. Even through Captain America's story, it's all about Tony's redemption and just trying so hard to protect everyone. Yeah. That he keeps messing up. Yeah, I just, that's what I mean. And then, I but then he has this moment. Is... He has this moment where he's like, I can't protect everyone, but I have to die. And that's it. Yeah. And, he, and it I clicks think with that, him. I think that the, I like the Avengers movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, I hate these movies. Or, and I certainly like them better than the DC movies. But I do think that those films are too Tony Stark centric and they revolve too much around Iron Man as the center focal point of the Avengers. Even to the point that it's like Nick Fury's got to go get him and be like, I'm putting together a team. Like, and it's just like, it gets to, it gets to like, yes, he's a brilliant mind. And yes, like his, like Howard Stark is uh, important in terms of founding shield and all, all those things. But it just becomes a thing where it's like, well, now we get an MCU where he's gone, hopefully, because they made the entire story about him. And that's why I'm like almost glad that like Tony Stark dies at the end of it. But it's not because I'm like, man, it's a great redemption arc as much as I'm like, finally, we can talk about somebody other than fucking Tony Stark. Yeah, but it, but it's <laughs> like, but he's the most like even in the comics, he's the most like like well-crafted character he's kind of all the things that like we as the reader want to be but what i love about wandavision what i love about wandavision is that it's it's taken all of these pieces of books right like of taking the seeds of comic books that have shown the relationship between these two people and various versions of constructed realities from comic books that have sort of informed this right but it's got a life of its own and that it like ties together pieces of the MCU. They took their little, they get to still have their shoelaces and tie them together and make them into a puzzle and impress me. But it's focused around this one person for nine episodes. And then I can be like, cool. We moved on from this like one shot special comic book, right? Or like mini arc series that ties into a larger event. And I feel like what happened with that movie franchise is that, the event of Infinity War, right, became the, the, the story of Tony Stark and it overemphasized him like as like the thing to like I 
I'm so frustrated by the end of that archive, that series that I'm like, you didn't even show me how Banner figured this out with the Hulk thing, right? Like, I got to hear about how Tony Stark has a kid, but I don't get to hear how Bruce Banner figured out how to integrate with the Hulk? Why? Like, and that'll always frustrate me about those movies. Well, because, Sorry, that well, was like sort of a left turn, but... Well, I mean, the unfortunate thing with the Hulk is that, you know, uh, somebody else owns his rights and just letting Marvel use him. That's really what it comes down to. Um, what is it? Universal. So that's. I didn't think I didn't know that was true of the Hulk. I thought that was true of. Um, no, so Spider Man. I thought that was the Spider Man situation at Sony, who owns the rights. No, Universal. That's why. That's why if you go look on Disney Plus, if you look at their their Infinity Saga list, the playlist does not include the Incredible Hulk, the Mark Ruffalo, or I'm sorry, the uh, Edward Norton movie, because yeah, Universal owns it. Interesting. Yeah, so any standalone Hulk, Hulk movie has to go through them. Yeah. Much like the Spider-Man thing, you know, whereas Marvel makes it, they put up the financing, and Sony reaps the rewards. It would be the same kind of deal with the Hulk. So that's why you kind of get his storylines kind of like kind of shoved to the side. That's because they really can't do yeah. too much with it. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I agree with that. The the whole Hulk figuring things out and that they don't treat that character correctly. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I think you have to, I mean, everybody, it's not, see, I don't, I don't feel like the whole MCU is just focused on Tony Stark. You have, th you have three other great franchises, Captain America and Thor. Um, and Spider-Man to a lesser extent that, um, that focus on like, everybody's like, like character flaws and what they bring to the table to form this like group of, of just misfits that like, don't know what they're doing. Everybody has their own opinion. They won't work as a team, mm -hmm. which is why they fail in infinity war. And then Everybody finally has that aha moment, like, oh, if we're a team, we could actually defeat this guy. And we can yeah. we can right the wrong, but then everybody gets their wrapped up char character arc. Like I said, like Thor becomes worthy again. Captain America like can put you know, his past to bed and and or go live in his past in, in theory. And then like Tony Stark realizes like, you know, in every movie that he's been in, he's he's tried to do the right thing and it's always turned wrong. You know, he tries to put a suit of armor around the world. He creates Ultron. Um, you, you know, he tries to he tries to help out some people. He has P PTSD from the New York event. And finally, it was that one event where he's like, I to save humanity, I have to die. And it's yeah, kind of no, I it's mean, kind of beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I get I get why it's a compelling story. I just I don't I don't know. You're just by not compelled it, by I was it. Like. You're just not compelling. Yeah, no, that's really... I, I understand why it is a compelling story for people for whom it's compelling, right? But for me, I'm just like, eh. Like, I, I like Tony Stark as a character. I like Iron Man, like, as a... You know, I not like, this character sucks. I just felt like I went into that last movie hoping to get more of... Like, I want to know what it looks like when Doctor Strange decides he's going to look at, like... 47 million timelines other than he sits there and moves his arms really fast right like and everybody goes what are you doing dude um and i think that that's you know that's like there's pieces there that i just feel like we could have gotten more of and at a mythos level and not 
spent as much time. So you wanted a four-hour uh, movie instead of the two-and-a-half or three-hour movie that you got. <laughs> no, I just think I can also cut some stuff. You know, like the I Love You 3000 is cute and all, but, like, that is all necessary in finishing off Tony's story. Like, that's... That, all of that. Yeah, all and of, like, then Cap going to, you know, showing up as an old guy at the end of the movie that was necessary to show to show the end of his story and Thor yeah I mean that's I'll admit going off with the Guardians too, that like, was that, necessary a, to show his I'm a big I'm one of those people who's like chap, Cap cheated right like who's like he cheated like this is and what is he doing now is he just sitting around watching Hydra do stuff and being like hope my better self warms up soon like it's just so how did Cap I don't know. cheat he got the, he just went back and lived with in that timeline I mean that he cheated, like, he he's there in the timeline, right? But at the same time, he's frozen in the ice. So it's like, he's a guy who just passively sits by so and no, the, watches everybody. It's like, he's just basically, like, putting his feet... Where does he go? Like, what does he just, like... Peggy comes home from work, and she's like, here's what's going on. We're, the Nazis are doing this, and Hydra's involved. And he's like, got it. I gotta go out. I'm gonna put on a mask so nobody recognizes me as the guy who used to do, uh, you know, little commercials for kids and... And war propaganda stuff. Someone put grow a beard, and I'm just gonna go walk about for a while. Let me know when the crisis is over. Like, what? What does he do? Like, so the, the Russos is... did publish an article about that whole situation, basically saying that that when Cap went back, that it's it it makes that time frame his time frame with her, and that the other time frame exists. So he's. So while he's still frozen in the ice in our version, you know, yeah. he has to get unfrozen to then go back to then go into the different timeline. Um, that that timeline that he's in, it does, the same events don't happen. Different things happen. So he gets to live a long and pretty chill life with Peggy. And then he has yeah, to actually come back is- to this timeline to go see. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get that. But, like, if he's in the other timeline, does the other timeline just, like, not have a red skull and it doesn't have a Hydra? And yeah. doesn't have, like, it has none of the things in it that he had to fight in our timeline. It's just conveniently in the many multiverses that exist, he happens to wind up in the one where all of the things that Peggy has to fight are things that just don't exist. <laughs> like... I, I think so. And that's what I frustrates so. me about it. I'm like, I don't get how that works. Because well, like, people deserve a happy ending. <laughs> Cap deserves a happy ending. He's got his last dance. It's great. Well, I don't know. That's fine. Like, the point being that I still think at this point, and I'm going to boldly say this, even though some people may think I'm entirely wrong, especially when it comes to the television universe, WandaVision is the best thing that Marvel has produced in my mind so far. I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I think it does some really unique things that are uh, interesting and asks some really good philosophical questions and uh, gets into a discussion about what trauma is and looks like. And what I think is funny is the number of people I know who watched the first episode and then told me they didn't watch anymore. And I said, why? And they said, I don't get it. And I said, what do you mean? They said, why is she like in some black and white sitcom? And I went, did you watch the second episode? And they went, no. And I went, what the hell is wrong with you? And then I told them what was causing the whole circumstance. Because I had was just like, cool, if you're not going to watch this show, then I'm going to spoil it for you. And they were like, okay. And then I told them and they were like, oh, oh, that's really cool. And I was like, yeah, you should go watch the fucking show now. <laughs> like, this 
<laughs> so I mean, I, I don't know who is, those people are. Didn't they watch any trailers or anything? I feel like the trailers kind of spelled it out. No, too. they did. No, they didn't. They didn't. You have to appreciate. There's a whole bunch of people who are turning into that show because they watch the Marvel movies, and like our casual viewers who went to the Marvel movies with their kids who don't really know much about the comic books, but are mainstream Disney fans who go to everything Disney makes, including Marvel stuff. So they don't have a working knowledge of the comic books and stuff. And so they didn't really know what it was. They just knew there was something that had the girl from the Scarlet Witch thing and the vision guy, and it's an Avengers thing and it's coming out in the same way that like, there's plenty of people who onboarded to the Mandalorian who had no idea who like the deep knowledge of who Boba Fett is or any of the books or any of that stuff, you know? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, they may have seen trailers, but I don't think they really understood the context of, you know, what it is. So that's, but just, I enjoyed it. That's just that unfortunate. Was good. No, I mean, I've, I'm enjoying it. I, you know, I'm going to finish it tonight and then, uh, you always have to remember that when, when Memento came out, like the movie, right. Do you remember, do you remember that movie? Uh, uh, yes, I, I saw it once when it came out. I haven't, like, revisited it. So, like, it's not a great film, right? But, like, when that movie came out, people thought it was mind-blowing because it happens backwards, right? Like, the whole movie is, like, he's remembering the movie. He's remembering stuff, and he can't form long-term memory. So the whole movie is, like, basically illustrated to you backwards in terms of the chronological order of events as he, like, picks up more and more data to form the memories he needs. Do you know that Blockbuster Video made a version of that movie that goes forwards? That like sounds they re- crazy. Yeah. Like, it was for people who... Like, they got complaints from people who would watch the movie and then bring it back. And were like, this is terrible. So they ordered, like, their own cut of the movie called, like, Memento Forward or something. And it's a rental version, a rental only cut of Memento that takes the film out of its editing in the reverse order and puts all the events in chronological order for a person who's too, finds that too complicated and it makes a really lousy movie. Like it's not, it's not a particularly good movie when you put it in the chronological order, right? Like that's its whole device. <laughs> like it's the experience of, of getting it backwards. But there's some people out there who like need memento forward and those some some people don't really know what the hell they're watching in the first episode of wandavision like that's well those people have some problems i'm just gonna come out and say it if you need to watch memento forward like that's i feel like that defeats defeats the purpose but then there's also like like eating your pizza crust first yeah but think about like the godfather novella exists too right like that's an edit of two movies that takes like pieces of the godfather and pieces of godfather 2 and re-edits the two of them together into a chronological mini-series format so that like you can experience the godfather in the order that it happened and like you you know you know at some point like disney's gonna like create the feature that's like build your ideal star wars like uh, playlist, right? Like you can order all the films in the way that you want, and they'll just roll through them, right? Like seamlessly, because why wouldn't they? <laughs> just do it, and then tell you you can unlock it's it. As a cho- a it's a choose your own adventure movie. It is the choose your own Star Wars adventure, except you know exactly where you're going. It's more like riding rides in the amusement park. Well, there you go. Like, I mean, we need that more than yeah. anything right now. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be good. I could do it with a roller coaster. That would be fine. <laughs> Man, roller coasters I, yeah. and pinball machines. Roller coasters and pinball machines. Um, yeah, no, I mean, WandaVision's pretty good. I've been I've been enjoying it. I haven't really had a complaint. Um, yeah, no, nothing. I mean, 
I think the show is as good as pretty much the entire MCU. But then again, I like... I mean, I don't think there's anything in the MCU that... Well, I mean, okay, let me refer... Captain Marvel. I was a little, like, not into. The first Thor movie is not great. Oh, that's, that one's good because it's just different. It's a Shakespearean that's, play. Yeah, that one I'm, I don't like because I just get bored with it. But I think... The thing that I love to hate, and I don't mean that in a really hateful way, but I love a show, and I, a show that drives me crazy was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I gave up on that show I, after the first season. A lot of people did, and I stuck around with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. till like season three, and I'm glad I did, because it paid off in watching this show, which was good. Um, and if you don't know what that means yet then it means you probably need to go watch this show and watch three seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. <laughs> or at least the arc with the Ghost Rider and the artificial intelligent robot Ada. Um, yeah, if you hard want pass. To know some Is more Ghost Rider Nicolas Cage? But no. Then hard pass. No, he's not. I can't remember who he is. He's an actor whose name I don't remember. See, there's a good set so. of Marvel movies, too, is Ghost Rider. We disagree on this point, and we've had this conversation. Ghostwriter's amazing. I don't, those are movies that I'm not so into Nick Cage's Elvis drawl Ghost Rider. Uh, his, his, <laughs> it's, his stuff is amazing. Ghostwriter is the pinnacle of his acting career. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it the pinnacle of his acting career, but it's a movie. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're, they're great movies. Pretty much anything, anything Marvel, I will be a fanboy of, just because. I think they should mash that movie up with Gone in sixty seconds. They should just take the two of them and smash them together, and he's just driving more and more things, but his head's on fire. I just want him to drive time. angry. Yeah, I mean that works. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about him recently because I saw clips of Raising Arizona, which I haven't seen in a very long time, and. That's a very young, different Nick Cage than the Nick Cage everybody knows now. So. Well, that was Nick Cage before cocaine. <laughs> uh, or maybe during Nick Cage during during cocaine. <laughs> during right. seems like probably most likely. Yeah. Um, but no, I but I did I do, I enjoyed Wandavision. I don't I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't watched it yet. But um, I really do think that it if you're the kind of person who hey hold on a second hold that thought. To, Sorry, bathroom break. All right. I, I, I can't hold it any longer. Just give me like two minutes. All right.
Okay. Okay. I have returned. Um, I don't. I don't. Uh, Wandavision. We are finishing up with Wandavision. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just go listen back. This is what recording is all about. Yeah, then I'll be out of sync because ah. I can't listen back at the same time as no. I record. Um, here I'll just start it then. Um, yeah, WandaVision. I thought it was. I'm. 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 It's good. I don't know how many times I'll revisit it. You know, it's not like something easy to digest as a Marvel movie in a few minutes. You know, or a few hours or a few yeah. seconds. But like, yeah, no. I mean, I think I don't. I don't know that I ever revisit any of them in full honestly i watch clips of those movies more than anything else after i've seen them the first time so but i don't know i liked it i liked it a lot i liked the way that like for me as a media person too like who like has studied media crap and you know conventions of media and i really just liked the way they played with stylistic um genres and conventions of filming a sitcom over the ages and things that changed and uh, like not to spoil something, but when they make the shift from the eighties and nineties sitcom to the modern like version of the sitcom, and they're kind of making this aping of Malcolm in the middle. I really loved it because it became like, I loved ha- watching how the perspective of the narrative and the way in which the story was being told from episode to episode to episode, not that also shifted alongside all of the like stylistic elements of each of the genre years that they're like traveling through in the show. Um, and so I really thought it was smart. Like that's what I, I was, if I had to say maybe it may not be the best thing, but I do think it might be one of the smartest things they've made. Like, Oh, it's definitely, it's definitely really, one of the smartest. It's really well thought, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's very well thought out, very well planned, executed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and to be fair, like the entire MCU is a, you know, several phase plan and execution, right? But like, so not to take that away from it, but I just, I don't know, as a, as a standalone, if you're going to consider a standalone work as a series, right? I felt like because they knew they had nine episodes to do what they were going to do, it's like knowing you're running a 10 issue miniseries in a comic book. And so it's like, here's what we know we can get accomplished. And there's no expectation of like, well, what happens if we don't get renewed? What happens if we don't get picked up? And like, I felt like if they'd ever tried to cover this story before without making it a miniseries that was planned in this way, it would have been like sandwiched into an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. arc over the course of like half of a season where this was the subplot that was evolving each week and you were supposed to hang on and watch a bunch of other characters who you didn't have as much investment in because you wanted to know about what was happening in the broader MCU, right? And this was just kind of, like, cool because you knew how long it was going to be, you knew it was nine episodes, and they could do what they needed to in that space to, like, entertain you the same way that when they do a play, they're like, we have three hours to entertain you on Broadway in 20 minutes and we're going to be in intermission. So, like, this is what we got to work with in terms of space and time. Let's do this. And I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I'm a fan. Yeah. Would recommend. Would re- if you're out there listening and you've made it to the end of this rambling episode in which we completely ran off the rails and talked about the old movies as opposed to the television show we were afraid of spoiling. <laughs> well, I then think, go watch it. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you haven't watched it by now, I don't know what you're doing, so... 
you should just watch it. No. Everybody has Disney Plus. You're not like let's be real. You're not doing anything else. Yeah, you're. you're <laughs> not, everyone's not just kind of chilling. So, not yet. Well, not until we all get our vaccines. So, you know, I'll get mine first and hopefully, not reject it. Which you know, which would be, if that happens, I think I turn into a coronavirus. I just become a giant one, and I have like tendrils, and I'm flailing around everywhere, and I soar over the city. <laughs> I I would pay for that. I'd pay to see that. I was you just say, become you a giant for that because you want that treatment. Or you just want the show. That's that's the question. So, and that seems vengeful. That's a pretty terrible thing to wish upon somebody, Frankie. <laughs> no, I I would just pay to see something like that. Okay, a giant okay, tentacle cool. monster basically trying to. I just I'm just saying, if you're like, listen, I'd pay to make you turn into a coronavirus, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I would pay to see the coronavirus fly around, like. Being a giant right. tentacle monster, because that just means that kaiju are next, and we'd be living in the age of like Pacific Rim, and then hey, I could pilot if, a Megazord. What if you? I think you should pitch this as like a Radio City Music Hall spectacular, like, kind of like when they did the Masters of the Universe spectacular when I was a kid, and you could go see He Man fight Skeletor on a stage, right? Or like the t- the coming out of your shells tour. Like this is what you need. You need coronavirus world tour. And I think it's already on a just, world tour. No, no, you need the coronavirus world state. Coronavirus on ice. Oh, my God. Why didn't I think of this before? It's go. a genius idea. Costumes, right? Like choreography. They'll be dancing. They'll be icing. They'll be called skating. Skate fighting. <laughs> skate fighting. Yeah. What's that called now? Hockey. That's what skate fighting is called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hockey. <laughs> They're just going to play hockey. Yeah. Corona- so what if there's now a team of hockey's players named the coronavirus are they that's what the, who's their that's sponsor? how the washington football team is going to rename themselves uh, that, that would be impressive. washington coronavirus They're like how can we say something even more that'll piss people off even more I, I, let's change our name to the washington coronaviruses oh my gosh <laughs> yeah um don't do that, Washington football team. Yeah, sports ball. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. Just sports ball. Don't. <laughs> yeah, just just don't sports ball. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I I'm okay. I, what's really driving me crazy, and we should put a pin in it because we've got the end of the episode. But um, they're gonna let youth sports in my area start before they allow face-to-face classes and i'm like why yeah no (laughs) that's the same over here too it doesn't make sense i don't understand this logic it's just like it's not safe to learn math but it is safe to swing a bat and run or it is safe to tackle someone else (laughs) like oh okay cool I can't sit six feet from other people to learn math, but I can jump on other people if there's a ball involved. Well, what we'd have to do is just bring a ball to a math class, and then it's just outside sports. Oh, no, what we need to do is just stay home. What What <laughs> about, um, what about, uh, what about like a, uh, like a mathathon? What are those called where you do math competitively? It's academic academic decathlon or something. Yeah, I mean, why isn't that considered a sport? I mean, 
I think, I mean, arguably, as a person who used to coach debate, I used to say that it was like football, except it had no balls that you throw and only has lots of nerds that like politics. <laughs> so we don't run at all. We just run our mouths. There you go. The mouth needs <laughs> Don't ask us to too. run anywhere. Like, but do you stay in hotels? Do you travel? Do you do all those things? Yeah, just like a football team, which is why I don't get it. I'm like, why would you want to start traveling competitions of people? But I, you know, this is not the this is not the our political podcast, which is going to be called Frankie and Jim Make Problems. <laughs> no, it's called Frankie and Jim Have Problems. <laughs> do we? Oh, many. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that hopefully I'll get my vaccine this weekend. Hopefully people will continue getting vaccines. Hopefully we'll get back to movie theater soon. And um, then we can talk about what the Doctor Strange movie is like that follows the WandaVision. Because that's the thing I really want to see now other than Ghostbusters Afterlife. I have to admit is that I'm bummed that I won't see a Doctor Strange movie for quite some time. Nah, I want that so, Fast and Furious 9 movie. Give me some more Vin Diesel. I need none of that. I need all of it. <laughs> I need none of it ever. I live my life a quarter I'm, mile at a time. The only time I've ever seen a Fast and the Furious movie, I was absolutely intoxicated and laying on the ground of a drive-in. <laughs> you are missing out on some epic lore. Epic lore. No, yes. I can't. I can't. I, I live I live in California. I drive on freeways. My life is the Fast and Furious. <laughs> no, <laughs> not like this. Like maybe no. the first movie you could be like, okay, this is kind of like the 405, but like. Well, no, that's the, that's the deal. Everyone who lives here thinks they live in the first Fast and Furious movie. They really do. That's, that's as a new, as a New Yorker transplant who lives in California and has driven in both places. This is the place where people are like, I'm in a movie. <laughs> like, and that is a place where everybody's like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> so, Oh, I, one last thing before we go. Cause I forgot to mention it. Did you see that the mayor of ghostbusters won some arbitrary contest as to what was the best fictional mayor in all of movie history? No, I did not see that. <laughs> Which I thought to myself, there must not be very many good mayors of New York in movies because he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of uh, well-portrayed like, Is there a good mayor of New York in all of movie making? Not that I could think of. What happened to the mayor in the, the movie The Day After Tomorrow? Like the apocalypse I movie, see? I don't Probably know. Probably an asshole. We didn't meet the mayor in like Independence Day. Instead, we met like Harvey Keitel or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's true either. No, I was going to say, I don't tired. think he's in that movie. No, we met other people. Uh, we, met, we met Jeff Goldblum a lot. That's for sure. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, Harvey Keitel is not in that movie. What the fuck is wrong with me? I need more sleep. I think you should go to bed now. <laughs> Yeah, right now. Right now, just in go to sleep. Of, in the middle of the day. I'm just going to I'm not even going to turn the recording off. I'm just going to go to sleep like right here. And then you're going to sign off the podcast. Good night everyone. Good night. <laughs> night night. <laughs> and that I've been Jim. And I've been Frankie. <laughs> this was theoretically 
a podcast. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. Night, night. Night, night.